Hello, welcome. My name is Hannah. I'm one of the co-chairs of the Young Greens of England and Wales and welcome to our special conference editions of the Young Greens podcast. We're going to come to you throughout the weekend with a couple of special editions talking to people from England and Wales but also people from throughout the world right here in Liverpool. So today is Thursday and conference has just started but for us we started yesterday with a talk at Liverpool Guild of Students with Terry Reinke, MEP. So here's some audio from that session. We hope you enjoy. I would generally say that many people in Europe care about Britain and Brexit a lot. Um, and there is a strong sense right now where many people feel lost because after the referendum and then very hard rhetorics coming from Theresa May and also other British politicians, people feel a little bit alienated. That was Terry Reinke, MEP, taking part of Terry Talks. Hi there, I'm Sam Murray, the other Young Greens co-chair, and you're listening to the Young Greens podcast. The Terry Talks of this, we hope is one of many, has been an absolutely successful event in doing something that other political parties haven't, actually getting someone for the European side to talk to British and also non-British European citizens living in the UK about what their hopes and fears are for Brexit. And to show that actually people on the European Parliament side do care about what's going to happen to us and do care about our future. The event yesterday managed to raise a whole load of issues that we've heard before for young people. What will happen to education programmes? What will happen to job opportunities? And what can we actually do to engage people who voted to leave and to challenge the negativity that is being spread through uh, mass economic globalisation. The point is that on the question of the divorce settlement, the European Parliament will have a voice and we will have a vote in the end and we can, you know, set certain lines for the resolution that we are going to adopt next week, for example, and for the, this agreement that will then come after, which Theresa May constantly calls a free trade agreement, um, which will take longer, much longer than two years to discuss and the European Parliament will be much less involved. And this is why I think right now already we need to make sure that there are certain things that we have, for example, seen in the trade negotiations with the US and with Canada. Now we have TTIP and CETA, the two uh, free trade agreements. CETA has uh, just been uh, ratified in the European Parliament. And that we do not see similar developments in a possible free trade agreement with Britain. I'm Emma, I'm from Headingley Green Party and I was at the Terry Talks last night. It was really great to hear from a German MEP who's involved in the Brexit negotiations about their views on Brexit and what they can do for young people. Terry was also part of our People Not Numbers campaign launch which happened between 8 and 10 this evening. But before that, we thought you'd talk to you a bit more about what's gone on today. So we started the day with the Global Young Greens opening session where we got a chance to network with other Global Young Greens and find out a bit more about the Global Young Greens network. So we spoke to Molly from the Young Greens of England and Wales Structures and Procedures Committee who was involved in the running of that session. Hi, I'm Molly. I'm on the Structures and Procedures Committee for the Young Greens of England and Wales. All this morning we have been hosting the Global Young Greens Congress and I have been chairing our general housekeeping session. We just voted in a new set of procedures to follow and that was followed by some quick networking. Everyone's having a really great time meeting people from all over the world. So yeah, conference has been really great so far. 
Thanks, Molly. So we'll be coming back to the Global Young Greens throughout these next couple of days as we release more special conference editions of the Young Greens podcast. So talking of global, you may be aware that this conference is a very special conference where we have the European Green Party and the Global Greens and of course the Global Young Greens and the Federation of European Young Greens all here in Liverpool under one banner. We've had a great chance to meet lots of new people and find out a bit more about how other Green Parties operate throughout the world. We're really grateful that at lunchtime today the co-leader of the New Zealand Green Party sat down with us to talk a bit more about the Greens in New Zealand. So I'm Mitiria Chile, I'm the Green Party co-leader um, of the Green Party um, Aotearoa in New Zealand. Um, I've been a member of parliament since 2002 and the co-leader since 2009, so I've been around for a wee while. And I wonder if you could tell us a bit about the campaigns that you've been working on within the New Zealand Greens at the moment. So, um, at the moment with the New Zealand Greens, our biggest campaign has been around water. Um, you know, New Zealand is this incredibly valuable fresh water resource. Um, it's incredibly precious, and we have, you know, for a long time, our communities have relied on that fresh water resource um, for feeding ourselves, um, certainly for Māori, you know, for generations, many generations in the past, feeding ourselves and for enjoying with our families um, and for economic benefit too. But we're finding that um, the increasing pollution of our rivers means that um, the majority of our rivers are too polluted to safely swim in, um, and we just consider that to be totally unacceptable in a country like ours that can have control of that. The other um, areas of campaigning for us have been around housing and um, inequality. So we have a very serious housing crisis in New Zealand um, with, a, with a significant underinvestment by government in social and state housing. So uh, housing there is some of the most expensive in the world. Um, and we have uh, 40,000 people who are homeless um, living in cars and garages and things. So there's a huge um, housing crisis as well. That's just two of the months. <laughs> and I'd also uh, want to ask you, we, we were talking before we came on out about uh, the fact that you also have a campaign as well as uh, England and Wales about bees. Yes, yes, for exactly the same, yeah, exactly the same concerns about, how do you say it again? Neonicotinoids. Yeah, that. <laughs> Best said by somebody who says it, who knows how to say it. Um, and that, our Save the Bees campaign in New Zealand has been incredibly popular. People... Um, people have this real connection to, you know, parts of the natural environment. Like, you know, the bees population is kind of part of what it is to live in the world. And um, the idea that they could be under serious threat actually connects to a whole range of people beyond um, your more traditional green activists. And for us, uh, we've been trying, in the same way that water has actually, um, because you, we need to keep finding campaigns uh, and targeting those campaigns actually to a much broader community. Um, people who who feel the same values but wouldn't necessarily describe them as green values. And our job then is to connect their concerns about what they see in the environment with the green values and the, and the, from that point on to acting green and voting green. So um, the, our bees campaign has been incredibly popular for that reason too. You can find out a bit more about why we want to save the bees at the Young Green store if you're here at conference this weekend. But spoiler alert there will also be a future edition of the young greens podcast talking exactly about that issue so there's so many 
so many people here this weekend and we really wanted to get a chance to talk to such a variety of people so one of the people that we managed to grab was a member of our 30 under 30 training scheme for those of you who aren't aware it's a scheme that the young greens run to ensure that young greens are trained to be the future leaders of the party in the past people like amelia womack have been part of the scheme and they've really seen their success through the training that they're given so here's what benedict on why he came to conference Okay, hi, I'm Benedict, I'm from Brian Hove Green Party and I'm a member of the 30 Under 30 programme this year. Uh, I've come to conference to really find out more about what's going on with, uh, with Greens across the world um, and also to take part in the, uh, the policy making process. If you're here at conference, we'd love to hear from you. Please come to the Young Greens store to participate in a future edition of the podcast or you can tweet us with your views at Young Green Party. So, moving on to the rest of the conference, it's been a very welcoming day. We've had a lot of welcome sessions. We had the Congress opening, we've had the cultural opening. We really, really enjoyed ourselves. But one other thing that happened today was the launch of our newest campaign for the Young Greens of England and Wales, and that is our People Not Numbers campaign. We spoke to the co-chair of the Freedom of Movement campaign subcommittee, Aaron Ranji, a little bit about what the campaign is. The Freedom of Movement um, subcommittee was set up to honour one of our campaign pledges at our convention. So we set up the Freedom of Movement subcommittee, we've ran with the campaign name People Not Numbers. The aim of this campaign is to humanise the debate around migration. Throughout Brexit and Trump and general right-wing populism, migrants, um, refugees have been talked about as statistics and numbers and never and never the face and the story behind the numbers ever given the proper kind of vindication and showcased for people to understand. For the, for the campaign we're going in two different directions. So we're going to focus on education and then humanising the debate. With education we're going to focus on the Erasmus Fund and the way international students are still not being allowed to complete some of their courses and with humanising the debate, we're trying to focus on shutting down detention centres such as Yarlswood. Thanks, Aaron. So I wondered if you could tell us a little bit more about the launch this evening and how that went. Well, the launch event went really well. Uh, we started off with Alice Hubbard chairing a Q&A with two MEPs, Terry and Jean, and three members of our subcommittee, Tino, Fez and David. Um, it was a really and a thoughtful and enlightening debate and uh, question and answer session. After that, I moved on to host the sharing of cultures from different global Young Green delegates. So we had people um, from Brazil and India sharing their cultures. And it was a very enlightening experience, especially in a time in which um, foreign cultures aren't, aren't given as much credit within Britain as they are as they should be. Thanks Aaron. We really had a great time at the launch and we really hope that we'll get to see more of you over the next few days at some of our Young Greens events. Please come to the Young Greens store which is on the lower level. We've got a great programme listing all the activities that are going on and of course there's the Young Greens quiz on Saturday night at 8pm in room three that's it for today we really hope you've enjoyed this edition of the young greens podcast and we hope to hear you from you soon